0: we know that i love rosh review um, by blueprint and they have so many great resources so whether you're looking for cubanks pants review courses now is the time and usually there's some special stuff so go check it out hey guys today i'm talking to michelle from lifting and little ones she is a fellow blogger in georgia and she did work as a respiratory therapist. So we're going to talk about how she became an RT, what schooling looked like, and then why she decided ultimately not to go to PA school. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead. And if you weren't aware, the podcast is now available not only on iTunes, but also on the PA Platform website. If you go to thepaplatform.com slash podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, basically anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to the Pre-PA Club now. So hopefully that makes your life easier. Um, I also wanted to talk about Our Black Friday sales that will be going on next week. Now I'm not going to tell you what they are, but they are very good. They're as good or better than our Black Friday sales last year, but they're only on next Friday. So there will still be a podcast episode next Friday and I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving, but be on the lookout. They'll be posted on Instagram, they'll be going out in the newsletter, we'll post them in the Facebook group, and all those links are in the description if you're not a part of any of those. Before we jump into our interview, I wanted to thank our sponsors, MyPA Resource and PA School Prep. So if you're working on your essay for maybe this cycle still or next cycle, make sure you go to MyPAResource.com. I'm an editor for them and I do think it is the best resource out there for personal statements specifically for PA School. So we edit on content flow and grammar and make sure that your essay is exactly how it needs to be for when you turn in your application. You can use the code PA for a discount for any of the editing services there. And then if you're getting ready to start PA school, maybe in January, check out paschoolprep.com. It's an online course with anatomy, physiology, and med terms, which may actually be good for the PA CAT test that's just come out too, but don't worry about that yet. Um, but you can check that out. Use the code futurePA at paschoolprep.com for a discount on that as well. Now I'm actually here in person with my friend Michelle, and we are going to talk about respiratory therapy. I've never had a respiratory therapist on the show, I don't think. Or actually, I did one. So I did an interview with um, a mock interview kind of example. Um, with Samantha. She's on Instagram and she does respiratory therapy, but we didn't really talk too much about what that means or get into details because we were talking more about interviews. So I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast, so bear with me. Um, My name is Michelle and I am a registered respiratory therapist. I have been working as a respiratory therapist for the past seven years. I'm currently a stay-at-home mama. So I went into respiratory because I actually had career ambitions to become a PA student. Um, So for me when I went into respiratory therapy it was supposed to be a stepping stone into the PA
0: program. Yeah and so we randomly kind of connected with a blogging group in our area Um, and mostly I guess just because we were both moms really and so um, not anything to do with medicine but then once we kind of started talking and looking at each other's blogs and social media and all that um, I found out Michelle was a respiratory therapist which I thought was really really cool and then I found out that she had wanted to go to PA school at one point but can you go back and just tell us I guess the process of becoming a respiratory therapist, like what that looked like with schooling and timing, I, I honestly don't know. So
1: Yeah, so as a respiratory therapist, um, it's an accredited program where you get your associate's degree. Um, from your associate's degree, you also take uh, some board exams. There's the CRT, which is the Certified Respiratory Therapist exam, and the RRT, which is a registered Respiratory Therapist exam. Now I know they've merged boards, and it's the LRT, which is one exam, which makes it nice. It used to be three different boards. That certifications. sounds a little redundant. <laughs>
0: Certified and registered. Oh, right, a exactly.
1: Bit yeah. um, so now they've kind of streamlined it into one, which makes it. A lot easier. Is that something you take once or did you ever have to research? So I passed um, the first time right away, okay. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can take it as many times as you need, you need to. to. You okay. just have to pay every time oh, you, okay. take it. So you take um, it. But you when know. I took the board exams, it was three different exams. So each exam I think was $200 at that time. Oh,
0: wow. So yeah. <laughs> it is a like, associate's two years?
1: The Associates is a two-year Traditionally, program. I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, so you take the boards, and then are you licensed by the state? Yes. Okay. So
1: you become licensed by the state, and you become credentialed by the NBRC, which is the Nas- National Board of Respiratory Therapy.
0: Okay. okay. And then, so... Is there... I'm just comparing it to the PA profession because that's what I know. Yeah. Are there CME requirements or things you have to do regularly to, like... Yeah, stay so
1: every eight? five years, you have to have at least 30 um, continuing education credits or units, um, whatever your profession calls them or you have to recertify for the board exam. So you can take the board exam again and then you're automatically good for the next five years. Five years, okay. Um, And depending on the state that you work in, um, some states licensures have regulations as far as continuing education credits and how many you need per year to keep your license.
0: Okay, so all of that's pretty much the same as being a PA. I know when I was a CNA, I think, my license expired oh gosh I almost want to say it was four or five years and you just had to retake a test but we didn't have any continuing education really it was just retaking a test I think I was in PA school when mine expired and I was like well I probably won't need this again so I'm not going to retake it right um that so wasn't too big of a deal so knowing that you were kind of wanting to maybe go from respiratory therapy into PA school what made you choose respiratory therapy as your kind of either experience or education, what kind of pushed you in that direction?
1: So respiratory therapy for me was a great way to get hands-on clinical experience that you need for the PA program. So you're able to actually develop your um, patient assessment skills. You're actually able to get hands-on with the patients. You get to know the disease, the pathology, um, and you also get to know how to treat, manage, and work within a team, Um, and also help come up with a plan of care for the patient, which I think is essential in becoming a PA. Um, So it was a great stepping stone in that you, had all of those skill traits that you learned and you were able to take and apply those to PA.
0: That's basically like a perfect interview answer (laughs) if you were gonna go to PA school. (laughs) Um, So, and I mean, you do, I think with respiratory therapy, I did this blog post one time and I can link to it and it was called, I think the six, like six ways to get patient care experience for um, PA school. And I kind of got blasted because like respiratory therapy wasn't on there. There was a few things that weren't on there, but it wasn't an all-inclusive list. It was just you know these are some ideas. But the respiratory therapy people kind of came at me and were like, "No, this is great experience." And I was like, "You are right. I didn't mean like I didn't mean anything by it." Um. So like, because I mean, you you're like really involved in patient care. Oh, as a respiratory therapist, you're hundred percent involved. I mean, in and you're using. Care. You're using knowledge to take care of that patient and to manage them versus helping the patient take a bath you know exactly I mean... so
1: you have to understand what's going on both the anatomy physiology pathophysiology you have to understand how the disease process progresses in order to management in order to manage it so um, you're really going in there and developing clinical assessment skills as well as how to communicate with the patient how to understand how they're feeling and what they really need how do you talk to a patient's family member and explain a situation. On top of that, you're also learning skills that can be applied to other fields, you know, whether within the medical field or just communications. And with respiratory, you have so many different pathways. Um, I did emergency medicine. I did intensive care unit, surgical intensive care unit, neurological intensive care unit, <laughs> neonatal
0: intensive care. I was going to ask if you did like the base. I've seen those, those tubes, the airway yeah. tubes that are, you know a pencil or smaller is crazy. Oh yeah, Um,
1: and you um, learn about different management strategies. So non-invasive respiratory therapy, um, ventilation, um, ICU, critical care, extended care facility, um, how to manage a trach and airway at home, how to rehabilitate someone. All of these things you're learning which can be applied to the PA program. Also, what I find is a lot of people are not familiar with respiratory therapy. Um, Even med school, they touch on it, but unless you're an intensivist or a pulmonary intensivist, you kind of quickly gloss over it. So to have that real knowledge base of pulmonary disease and how to treat it, I feel like it's just essential to have in your back pocket.
0: Yeah, that's great. My husband when he did his ICU rotations and he thought about, you know, going into ICU medicine, he would always talk about how you know, at their hospital, they had a respiratory team. And if they came in, like, they they knew their stuff. It was, like, a bunch of respiratory therapists. And they, I mean, he was like, they know how to, you know, change all the settings and the ventilator and, like, make sure that everything is good to go with that patient. Like, we don't, even as doctors, like, we're not the ones doing that. We, right. we are, you know, deferring to them to right. kind of manage, so...
1: And I don't know how many times I had physicians tell me, like, look, you know what you're doing. (laughs) Go ahead, set it. I'll write the order. I trust you. I know you know what you're doing. (laughs) So go ahead and just, you know, take it from here. Oh,
0: my gosh. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. I mean, especially... You feel confident in your...
1: Exactly. You know what you're doing. You've established a rapport with physicians. You're part of an integrated team. And you really are taking over the management of this patient. So you become very strong in your skill set and you take that skill set with you. It only
0: adds to your value. So. When you have that, yeah. And I think that's extremely valuable for PA school. Um, so you worked in respiratory therapy for, you said about 10 years, 10, seven? Seven years, ten yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I
1: started working in 2010 as a respiratory therapy student. Um, and then in 2011 I graduated and I kept my same job it was actually at St. John Hospital in Detroit Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I worked there for five years it was a level two trauma hospital at the time now it's a level one and then from
0: there I worked in New Orleans so I worked at two different hospitals in New Orleans so kind of moved around. Was it hard to find a job or were you in demand having that background and degree?
1: Um, So I feel like as a respiratory therapist it all depends on where you're at in the market for it. Um, So when I worked in Detroit and when I worked in New Orleans they were two bigger cities where there was a lot of demand for respiratory therapy. Now that I'm here in Augusta it's a little bit smaller and when I came down here I had a heart uh, hard time finding a position, which is kind of why I didn't <laughs> get a job the not to get <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, and now I'm a stay at home, so yeah, I'm enjoying it's that. It's a better part. job, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and I mean, that's why I, so I mean, I worked and then I still work, but I went part-time because I wanted to be home more, and I feel like that's a good decision all around. But um, do you miss clinical work? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, even when I had my son and
1: I was in the hospital, I was constantly looking around the room to see if there was an Ambu bag set up and if there was an O2 outlet and a suction outlet and if the suction equipment was in the room. So totally still a respiratory therapist at heart.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I did the – I mean, it's hard being in medicine, but then also being the patient because you feel like you – know too much um so when I had Sam I was doing the same kind of stuff like making sure everything was okay and we right all, if yeah. the isolate was yeah, equipped like, with everything
1: good? that my son needed yeah. just in case just
0: in case we wanted to make sure everything was good and of course my husband was like all of in there too so um we were covered but probably really really annoying but <laughs> that's fine totally fine you said you were kind of, you know, when you started on the respiratory therapy track, thinking PA school in the future. What what changed that path? I mean, or kind of? I started working. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. No. So so when I started um, bringing an income in, and then mm-hmm. I started looking at my student debt to my income, I kind of started evaluating like, oh, is this something practical? Um, or something that I want to continue. Also, at that point, um, I, I finished my bachelor's in community development um, So, I, because there wasn't a certain bachelor requirement for the PA program, so honest. If I'm being completely honest, I did the quickest get it done bachelor program I could do that accepted a majority of my credits, and I could get done like as soon as possible. So, so you like took the prereqs, like were yeah, ready to go. yeah. Well, so I started taking some of the prereqs, okay, um, and then I realized that a lot of my prereqs had expired. So I got into the point where I was looking at taking almost all of my prereqs again, including anatomy and physiology, including um, microbiology um, and a lot of like bio classes that I had taken in my first semester of college. And it was looking at like putting an extra two years on my path, just retaking some of my prereqs. So that's when I kind of decided, I was like, you know, is it going to be financially advantageous for me at this point to take out, you know, X amount of debt when I'm already making X amount of money? So that's kind of
0: where I weighed things okay, at that point. Decision making. Okay. Um, and I mean, it sounds like you felt fulfilled at your job too. Like you oh, absolutely. felt valued yeah. and enjoyed what you were doing too. Um, so, if someone is de- trying to decide, if they are kind of, you know, at a point where, you know, maybe they are pretty happy in their career, but they were thinking about going to PA school, but now they're kind of like, is it worth it, and now that you are kind of can, what's the word, look back in hindsight or retrospect or whatever, what would, you, what would your advice be to, I guess, them or yourself or just somebody in that same situation?
1: I think it's a personal choice and I think that everybody has to kind of go on their own path and do what's right for them at the time. Um, I don't regret not going to PA school because it was the right choice for me and it's the right choice for my life. I mean, I think about how different things would have been if I did go down that path. Um, But I do think that um, having a degree in respiratory therapy uh, made it easy because I already had a career. I already had a fulfilling career where I was able to serve others. I was able to treat others, make a difference in people's lives um, without going to the PA program, without presenting more financial hardship on
0: myself. And I still had this really, really rewarding career. So... Yeah, I think it's a great choice if someone has, you know, if, if they're on the right path to, you know, get that degree and, and set things up. And then if you can, you know, so were you gain experience while you were finishing your bachelor's, like you were working as a respiratory therapist. Oh, yeah. So okay. I was work, I was yeah. working throughout. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I started working as a respiratory therapist or a student respiratory therapist in the respiratory program. And I started and I continued to work throughout
0: yeah so I mean as long as your prereqs don't expire it's a good path but it may take some planning to set all right and
1: you know uh at that point we were moving to New Orleans so I was looking at transferring credits and I was looking at different schools and different locations so for me it wasn't the right choice at the time but if you do have it planned out and mapped out and you are working it is totally possible and totally doable and you know the PA profession is amazing and the autonomy that you get with being a PA and um, you know, everything with it is an amazing profession. So I mean, if you have the
0: will and the desire, I recommend going all the way. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. But I think it's okay for people to also realize that if things change or their desires change or I don't know. I always thought I'd be the person who wanted to go back to work the week after having a baby and turns out that's not who I am. So yeah, exactly. um, if things <laughs> change, that's okay. Yeah. And so yeah, I think, I hope this episode gives people a little bit of freedom to evaluate where they're at and kind of look at those things. But thank you so much for coming on the episode. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for having me.